very excited about this acoustic idea here. One one of the things I've been trying to explain to our audience here in California is how lucky we are to get this kind of a show. We don't get this kind of a show. Talk about how this is kind of a common thing for, I mean, I want to say common, but you guys do this all the time in Texas and different places where you just kind of hang out with the guitars and do the song swap kind of format. It's it's a treat for us, but you guys do it quite a bit. You know, I get to do stuff with, you know, like Boland and every now and then Stoney and just, you know, really whoever, but it, those are the two main dudes. But um, Willie and I don't ever get a chance to do anything unless it's in Idaho or we have to request it because nobody really ever puts us together, which I'm kind of, I'm kind of shocked at that. You know, nobody requests the two of us together. I get requests for Boland and I all the time. Man, you know, you know my love for California. <laughs> and I, um, I called my booking agent, John, and I said, I don't see this bus going towards California anytime soon. You know, because we've been, I feel like we've been everywhere else in the last year. And he said, well, I can't really fit anything in full band because there's a few dates that band members asked off for. I was like, man, if you find something acoustic, pair me up with Willie Braun. And he said, dude, that's easy. It's done. And <laughs> I wanted it to be more dates, but I'm kind of making it a mini, a little mini vacation. You know, go hang out with my buddy Dean and then take my kids who are almost grown ass men to uh, Universal with their girlfriends and stuff. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Kinda make it, just make it a little, uh, little family thing. But I'm looking forward to it, man. I, you know, I don't, I get to see Willie in, Idaho and Steamboat and Florida, and I don't really get to see him much anymore. If it is, it's just one show, and it's really probably a couple of hours, and then we're off to the next gig together. So I'm, I'm very excited about it. We plan on writing songs. That never happens, but we're planning on it. <laughs> we'll talk about Willie Braun and really the Braun Brothers. This is a subject of the book that just came out by Josh Crutchmer called the Motel Cowboys show. And it was a little bit in uh, Josh's book about Red Dirt as well, the reciprocal relationship you had in the ragweed days with the Braun brothers who were, they were kind of the Texas band, you were kind of the Oklahoma band, and you guys kind of put your heads together and, and figured out how to get through it together in different ways, didn't you? Yeah, I, um, I, you know, I never heard of Reckless Kelly. Oh, man, this is 98 I, um, my wife and I just got married and of course me and Jason Bolin were running around together still. And this is the Stillwater days. And, you know, she had, she had asked me, um, what's one act that you've never seen that you'd like to see? And I was like, man, I never saw Steve Earl. I've always wanted to see Steve Earl, you know? And so her being her, uh, she surprised me with uh, tickets to Robert Earl Keene's Texas Uprising. And I just heard of Robert Earl Keene. So a very typical, um, us, I said, well, my friend Jason really wants to go too. <laughs> so we bought him a ticket and we drove down the very first band. They walked out on stage and there was dudes our age, you know, and they said, hi, hey, we're Reckless Kelly from Austin, Texas. And, you know, and there was a spattering of clapping and <laughs> they, they said last night we, uh, we played. I, I, Bowen said they said it was our first show, but I don't recall this. So I don't want to put a date on it, but, um, they had said, Last night we played in a grocery store in Austin. I do believe that. And, um, <laughs> but they, man, they went on to just blow our doors off. I mean, it, 
It was exactly what we were doing. But the people that I knew doing it were in Stillwater. We're in Oklahoma and on the radio, you know, like, you know, the Wilcos and Jayhawks and stuff like that. You know, it was stuff that you heard on the radio. You didn't really <laughs> expect to just like be sucker punched by it. And I really feel like it was the beginning of, of the, of the Americana thing. You know, I'm sure it was going on for quite a bit, but you know, just I felt like I was discovering something for the first time. You know, we kept our uh, our ear to the ground. Um, of course, my my wife and I uh, were kind of running the Wormy Dog stuff, the entertainment side of the Wormy Dog Saloon in Stillwater, Oklahoma. We booked them and got to be friends with them. Started following them around, going to show to show, and uh, got to be good buddies with them. And then uh, we had some good success with Ragweed kicking off. And then we cut. We, we were standing backstage at Billy Bob's when we did our or live at Billy Bob's, and I was making a set list last minute like I always do, and I was like, hey, let's do that Reckless Kelly song that we just learned, and uh, which is Crazy Eddie's Last Hurrah, and we we barely knew it, so we just kind of broke out some acoustics and played played it and said, oh, I think we got it, dudes, and uh, I don't know if it was that song that made us pals or if it was just our us being humans that made us pals, but... Right after that, we got to to go to uh, the Braun Brothers reunion with them. We went to their dad's house first. We were playing up in Jackson Hole, and uh, we had a couple of days off, so we got to meet the family and met Mickey and Gary for the first time. And got to seem like they were just like fourteen years old, but I think they were <laughs> probably they were probably eighteen, nineteen. You know, I mean, man, we started getting invited to their parties and started playing everything we could with them. Fast forward, I don't know, ten years later, and I have a. Had a little boy on the way. We named him Willie. Everybody thinks it's Willie Nelson, which really makes sense too, you know. But <laughs> but the Braun boys have been just so the Braun family's just been so close to us, you know. I I love them with all my heart, and I I love every opportunity I get to play music with them. Yeah, I was going to ask you about uh, their influence, you know, on you really as a human. I mean, you're you're always taking a, a chance to ask their folks about, you know, being being parents you've taken parenting advice uh from their parents i mean here they are as lifelong musicians and all their kids are lifelong musicians now and you're a lifelong musician your kids are playing music there's just a lot of similarities i asked uh muzzy years ago you know when my my boys were little real little i'd ask him you know how do you do it you know because your your kids are like your best friends you know me, me and my dad had rough if there wasn't a divorce my dad might have been a little easier going in the beginning but um I asked him, you know, I said, how do you, how do you do it? You, they're so tight to you. And, you know, my dad, my dad and I are good now, but we weren't for a long time. And he just said, man, I've just kept them close by my side this whole time. And just, I do everything with them. And he goes, you know, really, they're, they're my best buddies. And that was all I needed to hear. <laughs> you know, I just started playing as much music with them as possible. You know, and it's, this, this industry's hard. You know, I, I know everybody looks at it like, oh, you guys are partying all the time and this and that. But, you know, when you're gone, you miss very important moments, whether it be, I, mean, I remember being five hours late to bus call when my oldest boy, Dirks, was trying to walk, and I was getting calls from other band members chewing my ass, and I was like, look, you guys leave, go, get to the gig, you know, I, I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and be cocky, you can't have the show without me, but I'm not going to miss my son walking for the first time, you know, this is a very important moment that, that won't happen again, it's just little things like that, you know, and I'm started skipping the parties and just hanging out with the kids and and then you know now the kids are going to the party with us and breaking out guitars and cajones and jamming and 
I just there was about three people that I I, I tried to um, to be a dad like, and uh, Muzzy Braun was number two. My dad being number one, you know, and they it, he just raised them right, you know. They're they're respectful, they're funny, they're creative, and they they care for everybody, and, you know. And I've always said that I always thought that Reckless Kelly should have been as big as Tom Petty, you know. They were just it was that powerful of music and great songwriting and hooks and jams and god i just you know i know that they're slowing down i know they're not officially quitting but man i hope i get to go to those those shows that they're still doing you know absolutely talking with cody canada specifically talking about uh the braun brothers and the the braun family willie braun and cody appearing together for an acoustic healing show september 9th at the siren in morro bay a good medicine presents show can't wait for this format of swapping songs and telling stories and it's it's kind of a rare thing for us to to get this uh you did a few of these with the with some of the other bronze right you had mickey and gary out for a little while before this similar format that we can expect when we see it here in september you know what i did with mickey and gary we went to the east coast and what i did with them this was their request they said um what if we open and then you do your show and then we all come up and jam at the end of the night like, well, that's not really what I'm used to doing, but I'll do whatever you guys want, you know. And so that's what we did. But with with Willie and I, we're, we're gonna we're gonna play together, you know. We're gonna bounce stories and songs off each other and do it that way, you know. And my oldest boy Dirks and his girlfriend Elisha are opening up the show. Tremendous! I'm so excited mm-hmm. about this. I was just looking at a picture of the of you and the boys from the Braun Brothers reunion just a couple of weeks back, and at first I thought it was. Dirks, the older boy playing drums, but Willie always plays the drums. And then I realized Willie's grown his hair out like Dirks, and now I, I can't hardly tell him apart. <laughs> In a black and white picture, they're starting to look a, a lot alike. Yeah. <laughs> In a black and white picture, you can't hardly tell them apart. But uh, but the youngest plays drums, and uh, the oldest, Dirks, who we're going to get to see, um, shreds on the guitar. I mean, dude just shreds. He does. He is. Um... Him and Willie both, you know, Dirk's got a head start playing guitar. And Willie didn't really know what to do at first because, well, because, you know, he's, first of all, he's he loves his big brother, you know, and he was just following what his brother was doing. He's like, well, I really don't want to play guitar. It's like, well, you can play everything if you felt like it. He's like, well, I just don't want to play guitar because Dirk's is so good, <laughs> which is really sweet. It's really sweet. But he, during 2020, 2020 was, I know I always feel very guilty saying this, but it was so bad for so many people. But we locked down. We locked our doors. We, you know, we stayed home, huddled around each other because we didn't know what was going on. It was a scary moment, you know. Had an electric drum kit upstairs, and Willie buckled down, started whooping it, man. Well, we were up in in Idaho last week. Muzzy came up. And he said, "Man, what? Where did this come from?" I was like, "Man, he plays drums every day. I think Monday is the only day that he takes off." Because <laughs> if the band, if the band's not practicing, if Waves in April's not practicing, then he's doing School of Rock stuff, you know. So he's constantly playing music. I don't know, man. I'm. It, it's it's weird how when the kids are born, you have this just this vision of what's going to happen or what you want to happen, but not push them into anything. And then all of a sudden, you turn around and it's happening, you know. And I now I got my kids on stage, and it it went from. Well, look how cute they are up there singing with dad or, or, you know, playing a guitar that's not plugged into, holy cow, these kids are good. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very proud of them. I'm, 
have to remind myself and them sometimes that uh, I'm very fortunate and I've uh, accomplished a lot more than I planned on, to be honest with you, in music. And sometimes I need to just take a breath and focus on their career, you know. And it's way different. The music is way different. You know, it's metal. And, you know, now they're Dirks and the bass player Luke are wearing masks on stage like Slipknot. You know, they love that. That's the kind of, that's the kind of stuff they do, you know. And <laughs> yeah. There's some of these places in Texas that they play. Like we play Dallas and Austin and Waco, and they, everybody loves them. There's some screaming involved. The lyrics are tight, and then we go to like Possum Kingdom, where it's a little more rural and country, and the people look at them like, "What the hell am I looking at?" <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's no different than what happened to me back in the Ragweed days. You know, everybody's like, "Well, there's a country band." It's like, who said that? Whoever said that we were a country band? We're just a band. Let's just go with it. You know, and and everybody thinks that Dirks and Willie's band is going to be like mine, but it's nothing like it. But they're working their butts off, man. That's awesome. Talk about the impact of the School of Rock that you have in New Brunfels. Uh, not just on those two, but uh, that's is that where Elisha came from as well? Because they've all kind of come up through the ranks there together. Yeah, the School of Rock. I mean, that's where that's where all these kids come from, really. But Elisha, there was a thing called a CYT, Christian Youth Theater. To so the people that actually know us like you do, everybody knows that there is not a chance in hell that my kids are going to be good with a football or a baseball. <laughs> you know, it's just not, not going to happen. You know, we can try all we want. Shannon even a couple of times like, well, what about soccer? I was like, well, you can try it, but I just, I just don't think it's in the cards. <laughs> um, so we had, we had to do something. So we did Christian youth theater and that's where we met Elisha and her family's been here. I mean, her mom and dad lived here 20 years before they were here, you know, and so we knew Elisha when she was a little bitty, but once we started the school, her dad came up and said, you know, I, I wanted to start one of these, but I didn't really know how to do it. And I'm glad that you guys did. We had a metal camp, and this kid named Luke came in, and he wanted to play bass, but he didn't really know how. So he learned on one string. So that's that's really where Waves began. And then Willie was ready to do it, you know, and uh, they all stepped up. And, and God, they're just there's times they play sometimes like, man, I hate to say it, but they're tighter than a lot of people that I run with in this music business, you know. <laughs> I say I hate, say I hate to say it. I love to say it. Yeah. But it's had a big impact on everybody, you know. And I'm very proud of my wife. She always tries to give me credit, but I take I don't take it. You know, she this is her baby. She's influenced a lot of kids in this town, and there's 153 of them right now that are playing their hearts out, and we get to go pretty much anywhere that their talent will take them. Yeah, she's the brains. She's the brains behind the operation. She's the she's the business woman and the management company and all the stuff that's kept you guys all together after all these years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's she's definitely the boss. You know. Now there's a like in California. You know she she's coming out. Her and Willie are coming out uh, for like two days, and then they have to go home because she's got to get back to the school. And uh, Willie's got to Willie's got to go to school. Dirk's graduated already, so which is crazy to think about. I mean, I've known you before those kids were born. Yeah, right. Yeah, and now they're no, graduating, no. and they're in the band. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, Dirk's going to be 18 years old mm. next week. Yeah, that's, an, so, that's great. That is great. But they got to come home, and it's going to be me and Willie Braun and Dirk's Canada and Elisha driving in a van, just like the old days. Yeah, that's <laughs> fantastic. And stopping at the Siren in Morro Bay, which, by the way, is a new venue for you. Uh, we've never had you at the Siren in Morro Bay, so that's going to be 
uh, a treat too. You're going to love that little place and uh, right there by the water. And it's going to be fantastic. September 9th, uh, Good Medicine presents. Um, so yeah, let me just let me get you out on this. You talked about telling stories. I don't want you to tell the story now, but maybe you'll tell the story uh, on the tour back to Reckless and your guys' prank wars. Um, but I about fell out of my chair when I read the stink bait story uh, in in the book. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll wait till we, I'll wait till we get there. I'll, I'll tell it on stage because it's a really good one. I can't wait to see uh, what Willie's rebuttal is. To. <laughs> it, insane! I, I I never crossed my mind as I'm reading that book. They are the last group of people you probably want to get in a prank war with. Now that I think about it, you got to be careful with those guys. Yeah, you got yeah, you got to be careful. Those guys are they're mountain men. I'm a city boy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They'll dig a hole and make me disappear, man. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Awesome. Well, yeah, we, we had a good we had a good ten, we had a good ten year run prank war with those guys. And um I remember one time showing up to a gig this is ragweed, showing up to a gig and I told Willie, I said, Man, two of my guys in the band are like really on edge. Why? I was like, well, for one thing, you guys are so good at this prank thing, and they're just worried that you guys are going to get us really, really good. And Willie said, man, i got to be honest, I'm getting too old for this game. <laughs> I was like, okay, then let's, then let's just call it off right now. <laughs> so that, was the, that was the last of it. The stink bait, which I'll tell when I'm there, the stink bait was the very last one. That was that was the last one, and we said that's probably good. That's that's it. For one thing, it. we don't want to we don't want to go too far and ruin our friendship, boys. Yeah, <laughs> check checkmate at that point. Checkmate. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Awesome. Well, we can't wait to see you see the see everybody uh, on this uh, little run out here, and uh, we'll be sending some folks down to see at the Siren in Morro Bay. Always appreciate the time. Love catching up with you, man. Uh, been too long. Can't wait to see you. All right, buddy. Love you. Say howdy to the fam. We will certainly do that. Cheers. And we'll see you in a couple weeks.